think where, where I do, where I'm best in this set is just high. Where I'm best is I'm really curious about him and his business. You know, that, that's, I think that's what made, made me good at this. And I'm curious about him and his business. So this is a role play. I'm going to be a little less curious about him and his business and a little more of just kind of stepping through the conversation. So it is a, this isn't an example of me really trying to uncover things about Charles, if you know what I'm talking about. But I do think that, um, I don't think any of us are at our best when we're sitting down thinking about us and what we're saying, and what we're going to say, and what we're going to say next. Okay? So understanding where we want the conversation to go, but, but letting it really be about a sincere interest in him, his business, his business concerns, how they do things, you know, what are the, the pluses and the minuses of that? Um, I think that's what we're all going to really think um, good opportunities uh, in these first ones. Okay. So we'll get started, and then at the end, I'm sure there'll be lots of questions and discussion. Um, but again, more to give us something to think about and uh, kind of work through. So Charles, one of the purpose of our meeting I've got on our, uh, on our book here is to review some recent marketplace events. We'll do that in a short video. And then after that, discern whether there are opportunities um, maybe to reduce your risks and or costs by improving your business conditions. Okay. And that's, that's what we're going to So we'll just we'll move forward with the availability of reliable, affordable, and plentiful energy has never really been in question since the dawn of America's industrial age. The business community has generally viewed energy as a relatively straightforward operating concern. As you're probably aware, this landscape is changing. Consider Europe. Years of policy decisions have cascaded into uncertainty and risk. Russian fossil fuels can no longer be relied upon in their protracted transition to clean energy sources. Reliable, affordable, and plentiful is gone, replaced by energy scarcity. Could this happen here? Consider recent events. Reuters recently reported the power grid in the central United States could be forced to impose rotating blackouts on some of the hottest days of the summer due to rising demand, coupled with coal and nuclear plant retirements. Coal and nuclear plants generate 41% of U.S. electricity. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham was speaking to the Southern States Energy Board when he referred to natural gas as a bridge fuel in our energy transition. Natural gas provides 38% of U.S. electricity. Duke Energy raised commercial and industrial electricity prices 20 plus percent due to base load fuel costs. Due to upcoming New York City regulations, J.P. Morgan is building an all-electric headquarters for 14,000 workers. Electric cars are multiplying. The demand for electricity is increasing. America's biggest oil industry trade group 
as drafted a proposal urging Congress to adopt a carbon tax, which would place a surcharge on gasoline and other fossil fuels to discourage greenhouse gas emissions. Regulation and surcharges are increasing. This year, Californians and Texans set their thermostats to 78 degrees and avoided the use of large appliances to prevent blackouts. The U.S. is adopting the same policies plaguing Europe, and the inevitable weather or geopolitical events will increasingly yield Europe's result. Energy scarcity. The demands of energy scarcity are numerous, but two will especially strain our businesses. Rapidly increasing costs and unwanted scrutiny. The first demand is intuitive. Unreliable supply coupled with increasing demand drives costs higher, often exorbitantly so. The second demand will prove more difficult. Business shares energy needs with the American public. When voters feel pain, the large energy users will face intense scrutiny. A Boston ordinance sets emission targets and reporting requirements for buildings 20,000 square feet and higher. The ordinance also establishes the Emissions Review Board with community representation. The reason? To increase accountability and transparency. Those appearing wasteful will suffer. Are you prepared? Great job on that, Todd. Just saying that was awesome. Oh. Was Barbie in here? I pressed down and I got that. How do I go to the next slide? Uh, click anywhere, not on that video. Come show me. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Okay, yeah. Right. At the same time, my phone is ringing in my ears. In my ears. <laughs> so if that happens, this happens. Gotta be minimal. So, Charles, we just looked at uh, recent events recent events that are going on. Um, I don't know if you've been reading the news lately and thinking this energy thing might be a concern for me and my business, but did that, you know, brief discussion of a few thoughts, did that pump anything in your mind as far as maybe how your business has been or may be affected by these issues? Well, I'm to get what I do, obviously try to pay attention to the news, but I haven't seen things with energy specific um, focus the way that you put it here, and it caused me to realize that that's something I need to pay more attention to. And it really hasn't been something that's been top of mind, just things that are going around that we need to pay more attention to, but I think you need to write a lot Well, our customers are the large energy users, the customers of our company, and we see that they're going to be facing, as this video mentioned, the demands of energy scarcity, and that's where we're positioning ourselves to help. That's what our conversation is going to be a little bit about today, about how it may happen. So this is, this is an example of a commercial building here, and in your business, um, I feel like that the building is the largest energy user that you have. Is that the case? It is. It is. We have quite a few employees here, and within our building, we have certain levels of call centers, and our call centers service a lot of customers, so um, you know, it makes me think about how I need to be paying more attention to the energy costs you know, that I'm incurring now, in addition to the way that we're taking care of our customers already. 
hypothesis. And for you, the building owner and the business owner, the building represents the largest capital investment. So you spend a lot of money on this building, and then you look at the area below the iceberg there. And that talks about owning and operating costs. Those are annual costs. And oftentimes, in a situation like this, the building also represents the largest ongoing operating cost center for the business as well. So big capital investment and then ongoing operational cost investment, we've discovered that it's going to have a real big impact on your business costs for sure. And in your case, um, is, is the, did you buy the building? Did you um, have it built? Did you buy it after it was already built? How did that come up? We actually purchased it after it was built. We've had it for quite a few years, but it's our building now. Pretty significant capital outlay. Certainly was. Okay. And so looking at the owning and operating costs, these are the costs that that um, go into your budget to keep this building moving forward and uh, providing for your business. So you can see, and we'll, we'll just kind of touch on these for a second, but energy is larger. That's a variable cost. That's something that, as, as we just heard in this video, that's something that's going to become more and more and more of a business issue. Okay. And I think we'll look at these other items, capital investment. Where do you deploy? How do you spend your capital? I'm sure you'd rather spend it on the things that grow your business. Certainly would. That would be the better investment, you know, where our money is going. I know the energy is there, but you know, we're always trying to put away to reduce our costs. Um, and obviously increase the bottom line like any other business would be. But um, from an energy standpoint, I think that uh, this is probably a lot higher than what I'm aware of. Um, have, you, have you had any initiatives to, 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 to you know, spend and you just said probably a lot higher than you're aware of. Do you have any um, actions that you're taking, anything you're trying to do to know, manage, and control those costs at this point? Well, we've got a group that we've initiated the sustainability type of uh, focus, but we're just getting off the ground with that. Know that, that, as you mentioned in the video, the scarcity of energy is out there. We're kind of aware of that. We're probably slower out of the gate. To try to make some progress. One of the last things we're going to point out here lost productivity. So, your business takes place in your building. That's where um, your employees, um, I think we talked earlier, this call center, we have a lot of employees in the building. Um, we're going to talk just a minute about those issues. Um, but that building not only is a large cost, but it's a big impact on the, the success. Of your business is where it's all taking place. So we feel like that this is something that um, the business manager is going to need to become more aware of. So in the past, so in the past, the building has been seen as something to delegate to folks within the business. Um, you can see here, these were the way that the issues associated with the building um, were kind of considered challenges and trends associated with the building. Increasing costs, reduced funding, deferred maintenance, um, budgeting unpredictable costs, increasing complexities of uh, the building systems, sustainability and air quality, compliance, 
These things before, are these things that you thought about in your business? Yes, I, I would say especially from a labor standpoint, indoor air quality, we've got uh, about 250 employees here. And we want to make sure that they're in the environment and that um, is set up well for them to be able to do their jobs are comfortable. Um, and I would say, obviously, we're getting on the backside of COVID, we're still dealing with that. That's a very important issue for our folks. We want to make sure that we're providing an environment for them that is profitable to us, that we're to take care of the customers that we have. And, you know, we don't we want to try to retain our employees. We don't want to lose them, but we know that if we don't have being in the quality or the environment conducive to a good work environment, then there's a possibility that we could lose them. Well, Charles, you must have had anything, actually. Because oftentimes, these building issues are delegated. And they're delegated to a facility manager or maintenance manager, somebody else to handle these issues. And that's one of our messages to the business owner is especially in this world of energy scarcity, there are a lot of issues that are business issues that I'm sure that you're working on and aware of, but are very much impacted by the building. And so with energy scarcity coming upon us and being an effect on the business, we really see the building's impact on the business as something for the business owner to be highly more aware of and involved with, at least on a quarterly basis throughout the year. We'll talk about that. Say for these are, for example, some of the challenges and trends about the businesses that we've seen people such as yourself dealing with. So again, budgets and costs being unpredictable. And that's really coming upon us hard right now. Um, workforce, you were just touching on that a second ago, retaining the workforce. Retaining workers is one of the top issues of business people today. Finding and retaining, having folks actually deliver whatever it is that they do. The building has a big impact on that aspect of business. Contingency plan, COVID is a good example. Ventilation of the building <clears throat> made a big difference on whether COVID shut down the business or enabled the business to continue to operate the people inside the building. That's contingency plan. Growth, revenue, growth and revenue, being able to the capacity to grow the business. Stakeholders shrink. So who do you consider your stakeholders of your business? Well, we have a, well, ultimately, it's the customers that we have who are being able to grow, um, I would say our employees, um, you know, are, uh, you know, have a big part in, in stakeholders, making sure that we're um, fulfilling our commitments, you know, that the customers are concerned. So those are probably uh, two that Just a curiosity, Mom, do you notice those stakeholders um, being more assertive in their interest in how you do things? Yes, I do. And I think it's the environment that we're working in, the day and age that we're in, that people pay more attention um, to what's going on, but I would, I would certainly agree. So, customer satisfaction. Big, big for us. Some people call it quality. Yes. Others, customer satisfaction. Capital deployment. Where are we investing every year? You already spend a lot of money on the building. I'm sure you want to spend it on technology systems and stuff to serve the customer. Regulations and compliance.
those are becoming more and more and more common. We've got some examples of that. Um, but I've got, got one here. Um, Boston mandates an energy benchmark. We just mentioned that in the video. Well, this is an older little bit of information. It used to be that Boston made buildings 35,000 square feet in March before their energy use. With their update, it went down to 20. Okay, and they have to report more information. And where this is headed is the city, in this case Boston, although there's others, Boston joined um, Seattle, Boston, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Indianapolis, New York. These are these are cities that are becoming more activist. Okay. They want to know how much you're spending. Are you being wasted? What's your dollar per square foot in a building such as yours? So regulation is going to come knocking, and this is something that we hear about more and more through our sources in the marketplace and it's something that you um, are going to be more and more and more asked to do with your business. And then finally, um, ESG, environmental, social, and governance. I don't know if that's something that, again, those stakeholders are asking about, but I introduced these items here as business concerns. These business concerns are affected by the building. Are any of these things that you've been working on that you have on your radar that you're trying to improve in your business today? I think in light of some of the news that we've been hearing, not in depth that you painted, the scarcity that's coming, but you know, I would say the regulations and compliance is probably an area where we cannot um, take enough attention to. Uh, it sounds like from what you're sharing with me that um, the costs But uh, also making sure that uh, from a compliance standpoint that we're not putting ourselves at risk. Um, and that's been a concern of mine as a business owner. As it should be. And you mentioned earlier workforce. Yes. You know, retaining your workforce. That's a big And that's something that all business owners work on. How do I retain my workforce so I can grow my business? You know, how do I add to it? How do I add? And the building has an impact on the satisfaction of those workers, and that's something I'm going to step back to here for just a moment ago. A little bit about how our company, Coca Company Solutions, has really been preparing for years to help you in just such an environment as this. So you can see on the lower left there um, the geography of our business. We have um, six locations throughout Georgia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. Uh, we started in 1976, so we're uh, 45 years old, 46 now, and started in Columbia uh, doing work on small uh, commercial high systems. And that's where we got our business, but we were working on mission critical services. And that's something we've done from day one, mission critical, which is air conditioning systems that make these buildings inhabitable, that make these buildings functional during COVID, that make these buildings work for you. So mission critical has been part of our business since the day we started. In 1989, we became a link franchise. Okay, so we, we just invested in that because we needed a system to rehabilitate dysfunctional mechanical systems. That's the foundation of what we offer these building owners. The mechanical systems are the largest energy user, 
most expensive part of the building, the most capital intensive part of the building, and the most difficult, problematic to operate, and the most impactful and noticed by all occupants of the building. And then even as we found recently with the pandemic, um, things such as that, can, they have to be managed by these systems, the HVAC systems that are built. Well, we knew that back then we had to find a way to help these systems stay functional. We go look at them every day, look at new buildings, look at people um, that are looking at good business with us. Dysfunction is everything. That's what we encounter is dysfunction. So Link has given us a system to care for these buildings, to help make them function. Okay, that's the, that's the uh, foundation of our business and our service. In 2010, um, we became Total Comfort Solutions. And we became Total Comfort Solutions because we wanted to help building owners solve problems associated with these systems. Okay? And that's when we became uh, Design More Solutions. And we started doing larger and larger and more impactful projects in these buildings. That's when we started interacting more with the building owner and the business owner in addition to our traditional customer, the facility manager. We've learned a lot about the business owner. And we've learned how much these buildings and all these projects that we do affect their business, their bottom line, how they grow this, what they're trying to do. We've learned a lot about that since 2010. And then in 2021, we granted dynamic to help them to focus on improving the building's impact on the business. Okay, and that's where we are today is we're offering that professional service along with the uh, mission-critical day-to-day work of caring for the heating and cooling systems. We're coupling that with the ability to improve the building's performance and enhance the building's impact on your business. So that's what we're doing today. And this is our process. So this is the dynamic process. And you can see today we're having a concept meeting box here for free. We're having a concept meeting and we have a process where we go and evaluate is there an opportunity to help this customer? Is there an opportunity where this system needs to become functional or dysfunctional? And that's phase one of our relationship with the customer over here on this right hand side. And we implement that and implement the program of care for the building. And from that point, in fact, during the process that we're evaluating now is there an opportunity as I mentioned at the beginning of our meeting, that this is our opportunity to reduce risk or cost while improving your business conditions. Okay, we talked about a few of those things here over the past 15 minutes. This is where we learn is there opportunity and what the cost Many times we find that um, the prospect is spending money already, but maybe in a disorganized, uh, un unproductive way. And we identify how we can spend the same money. Okay. So through this relationship, item number seven here, you can see is care. And care is when we hold meetings with you, we share with you what we've been doing with the building, what we've been finding, what are the opportunities for improvement, and you share with us what you're trying to accomplish, maybe what your current business challenges are. And that collaboration kind of sets the agenda for what goes forward. What are the opportunities for improvements? And it can be low cost, no cost, or sometimes high cost. Improvements to the building, but toward a purpose. 
And the purpose is your business. And making this building impact your business is possible. And that becomes a cycle. Because we're able, we, can, we develop a connection with the building. Um, I'll point out one thing here about data. So when we, when we form a dynamic relationship with our customers, we get a connection to the building and actually start pulling data, all the data points that are available in buildings such as this. It's amazing what they do to point us opportunities to improve your business. This, this is the article I pulled out of USA Today. Um, it's about a YouTube spot plane. And it talks about how the YouTube spot plane um, is an old piece of technology. Okay? And the way they used to do it, they would take pictures and then keep would look at these pictures and all this minute detail and try to identify uh, where something might be going on in a Well, this, this uh, plane here, it can fly over California and back in four trips. And today what they do is they use analytics, they use technology to evaluate these pictures to see where does something change from the last time we did this. That's done automatically with technology. It points the human to the people in the haystack. Look right here. Look here, here, here. And then it takes the human interaction, human intelligence, to identify what's changed and what's that. What's the same with us with doing? The technology allows us to look at all these points, what's changing, where are opportunities to help you with your business progress. Okay? And that's that we don't have to have high-dollar technicians looking around for the needle in the haystack, but we can point them to issues to improve this building and identify ways to help their business initiatives. Does that sound like something that would be helpful for you in your um, efforts to run the business and grow the business, retain your workforce, and control your costs? Certainly does. I've never really thought about it that way in terms of the business or the building and how it impacts my business. That's been more employee focused, customer focused. But uh, understanding that the building itself has more of an impact on the business than it does. Uh, thought about that. So, yes, very interested to see what that could mean for me in our business and how we can make some improvements and increase the bottom line. And that's, we have a process. <clears throat> to help figure that out. We have a process to see if there's an opportunity here, to see if it, um, it might save money, okay? But to see what the finances of the relationship would be, and also to see what the opportunities would be to uh, make your building have a better impact on the business. And then we go through this, and we agree to an action plan and a timeline, and we go investigate. So that's, that's the first call with a business guy um, as it relates to dynamic and that dynamic service. Um, so that's the beginnings. This is this where the cusp of this. Uh, I will just anything that you noted or questions about you know what it sounded like off maybe to discuss prospects. First thing is you crushed it. Good. <laughs> that was great. You feel like that. If you don't, then just use it. Oh, no. I got it. Now do it with Bill Luke as the customer. 
I said, now do it with Bill Loop as the customer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now we want Carson. I have so all, so all, yeah, no, so, yeah, I mean, so observations, you know, when it comes to what we're all trying to do, especially MSRs, is not be in the truck. And getting, you know, figuring out how to pivot and how to use what's going on in the world in order to put us in a different seat, that, you know, that's how it's done. But right now is an opportunity within the HVAC business that has never happened before. I mean, 30-week lead times on units, you can't get compressors, you know, everything cost-wise going nuts. Energy's going nuts. Inflation's crushing profit margins. People are in, like, transition periods right now, and we need to understand the amount of impact and the amount of negative, you know, hits that can kind of topple all the dominoes. And so, you know, I think that that type of messaging even if we use it for what total comfort, what we're doing right now, those type of reframes to get people thinking outside of just, oh, I have, you know, I have service. Oh, you guys do service. Okay, what's really different? Yeah, that, that was a very strong, you know, communication of that. And you got exactly what we always look for in a customer. So I've never really thought of it that way. Couple, couple things. Well, a couple things. say first off good job on the role play it's never fun doing it in front of an audience so kudos mm -hmm. to you on that that's good the other part is you know that the big difference in this discussion versus our typical concept meeting 
is started from the beginning to where we're really talking about how the building itself could be essentially a profit center versus a profit loss outside of their air conditioning systems costing them money and affecting their day-to-day -day business and their production or whatever. So it's overall the how the building impacts their business, which is, which is good because that's the direction we need to be going. Um, a couple things and kind of going through the different slides is, you know, one of the slides was talking about the timeline of total comfort, which to me was a little bit taking back to really, this isn't really what we want to talk about, but in turn, maybe transitioning this timeline to the timeline of where the, the production of utilities has developed and is transforming as well as, the, as well as the production of buildings. From original buildings being very inefficient, buildings were, you know, energy was cheap, so there wasn't a whole lot of thought put into how systems ran, what they consisted of, how they were controlled. But now a lot of that is changing. And so this timeline then grows into the natural progression of, we realize this, we've acknowledged this, and that's why we transitioning to a more of a dynamic to help you well, move so forward. To your point, with, and by the way, I want to share with everybody here just the idea so we can all contribute you know, to making it better, a better uh, execution of the idea. But the, the customer, the prospect, that person, Charlie, he's going to want to know something about the company I'm sitting here representing. And so the idea here, how do we present the company in a building capabilities, a growing capacity to help you, the business person. And that, that was the idea, it was really um, the bold items, bold words in this is what I was hoping to emphasize. Mission critical services, okay? And then uh, rehabilitate dysfunctional campuses. Get that off his mind. Needs of the business manager, and then finally the building's impact on the business. Ideally, it was a growing capacity to serve you. Yeah. Starting out, the service was a growing capacity to serve you. Ever how we can execute that better? Be great. Some of you using that as our experience in buildings from the time has taught us this. Could be so share, share with us what's next, right? Because you gave a lot of information. It was, it was, it was good information, right? So, so you brought it to a, if I'm Charles, my thing is, that's great. I see where you're going with this. What do you do? Mm -hmm. what, what are you going to do for me? Well, so the place where we can talk about that and where I intended to is here. Right. Okay, this is where I started talking about data and pulling data from the building. Okay. And use that after we've made the systems functional. To then start pulling data from the building Covering that with business objectives. But at some point, you've got to go into the air conditioning, you've got to go into what we're there for, and then tie so, so, somewhere there's a bridge in there of what we're actually going to do. Right? It's important to not be vague in who we are and what we do. So, it's important to answer that question. And it, I have, I have a, so we, 
storyline. You know, mm -hmm. I hadn't figured out the relationship and the conversation between the owning and operating loss pie chart and the dynamic process right there, and then the sales process, which is the last thing. So there's there's work there's work to be done there. I'm sure you were going to finish up. No, and that's my, what my next thing is that only an operating cost is then there, there's actually some other charts that are in the customer book that break out the, that break down the energy use in the building, but also somehow incorporating the um, property values, how that coincides with operating expenses. Cause that's really, you know, you're, this is all hindering on meeting with the building owner, right? And so those are the discussions that is way more important than in-house staff, major repairs, parts materials pie chart, but the really the asset costs. So something I, there's a couple of things I had written down in the plan that I didn't set on the better habits. Can I hold just one second real quick? I want, um, the PSRs had asked for an hour to, to do their thing, and so I don't know where this, I just want to factor that in because this was their meeting for the, the time. So I, I just want to put that out there. So does PSR stay? Do they go? Um, because if they don't go, they'll lose their slot. You're welcome to do this. Yeah. But the PSR, if y'all need to go, go that way. I just have one quick question. No, I just want to say it's up to you guys now. You decide to leave. One of the things that I think, especially for me, that helps define it is I, I can bridge things together when I know exactly what it is that I can sell and what it is. That's where I was going. That's where I was going. Is, yeah. So, is, so exactly. that's why I was saying you've got all this data and all this information that you gave. It's all great. It's all great data. You know how I work, right? I get all the data and I make them all and I figure out how to pull it back out. I'm trying to figure out, and I would, if I was in control, so I'd be like, "That's great. What do you do?" Okay. So here, here's what here's what we want to say to that. Okay, I may not be so. The first step, the foundation, is what? Making the systems, take them from dysfunctional to functional. Mm -hmm. In other words, service. What you're selling, what we're selling there in this meeting, is it's, it's the, the same, same thing we've always sold. Okay. The same thing. Now, all this is saying is there's a follow-up to that. That's not the main event. Yeah. That's not the main event. I've got a main event that's going to help you and your business. Mm -hmm. That helps. So you're laying the groundwork with, here's what we can do for you later. Here's what we're going to do now. And let's go back to what we're going to do after. Right? So, so, you're, so, so you're, you're, you're taking so how do we say that? How do we say that in a way that's right. more obvious? Than well, no, I think, I think how you did it was an effective reframe. I want to let you know. It's all important to walk out on them. Is the foundation limited to HVAC or should it include other things like lighting, Compressed air. Now, our, our beginning, so where we're going to start, okay, just our initial um, offering is going to be HVAC service. It's the same thing we've always done. It's the G, possibly a C, okay, but that's going to be step one. And that's what we, and maybe we can make it better. You know, this is, this is how, how long ago did y'all make this? Like 10 months ago? Last year for the return. Yeah, so this is, this is 10 months ago. We, maybe we can make this better, okay? But step one is going to be the same thing we've always done with step one. Mm -hmm. What we're going to do is just, again, 
we've usually lost the business person after the sale. Yes. Okay? We've lost them a lot of times. And so the idea here is we're going to do that first, and then we start serving you. That's the ongoing relationship. That's the idea behind the circle and the continuation, the continuous nature of the care process. I like it. Because what you're doing is you're focusing more on an MSR when you're talking about all this stuff. Yeah, we're all, this is the first call. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, because I'm looking at it as in our, our role over on the PSRs. Right. You know, so usually we're looking for something tangible. So when I go and meet with a customer, it, it's usually not that kind of a dynamic that we're dealing with, but I may find some insights of, oh, your parking lights, you know, they're continuously running or things of that nature. For our side of the fence, we would really like to know, yes, dynamic, we can do this, we can do that, this is something that we can look at. After you do this first call, mm -hmm. that's what he's going to be expecting from you or the MS, whoever's the account executive that job, that's what he's going to be expecting to get after six or eight months. Because you position yourself as a consultant. Or insight. Exactly. Yeah. And one of these things I wrote, this, this is something I wrote down that I forgot to say. Okay? But the building's impact on the business, these are examples we've seen, Charles. These are examples we've seen. Student retention increase for a university. Increased value of a large office building by increasing the net impact. Reduce cost of the increase the value of the building. Increased quality and reduced scrap in an industrial facility. The discovery of a missed building for a restaurant where they were paying the cost for the entire building. Okay, we found that for them and they got reimbursed from the building office. 35 plus percent reduction in barrier energy costs. Increased workforce. Satisfaction. Okay, those are things that we've seen happen that the business person is going to want. Those are tangible business results. Is that tangible? Yeah. And so I intended to share some of those. Good. What, what did y'all think of the, the over video? It's a solid reframe. It's a way to get their mind off of, you know, onto what the problems are that are outside of their immediate visibility, and it's starting with teach. And that's Challenger. Teach, tailor, take control. You know, too often we lose the business manager or people are intimidated to go talk to business managers because we bring it back to a conversation of maintenance or whatever and they instantly turn off because it has nothing to do with the foresight of where their business is going and what could potentially impact their business. Something like that is a reframe of like, look, things are changing drastically and now it's no longer excess of just Amazon Prime order when a problem happens and it's there the next day. Things are changing. Well, from, from my perspective, not just as the prospect of role play, but when I saw that, you know, that, those snippets you know, from all the things that we're hearing from here and there, and it's being put into a concise um, frame of reference that all these things that I'm hearing, now you've made sense of all that, and it's only two or three minutes, but you can pass a lot of information there in a short period of time. I'm much more aware and focused now on energy scarcity, regulations, things that are going on that, oh yeah, I can hear about that. that. That makes that picture become more clear before I'm able to connect the dots a little bit more. That, that's, I mean, yeah, that's personal, but I'm not going to say that. Just as a prospect of role play, 
But it it, it really compacted a lot of information in a very digestible way. And that, that's the idea behind the, the concept meeting overall, is how do we get somebody from zero to 60, you know, in, in 15 minutes. Any reference? The percentage of respecting, do you have any kind of thing on the table to make it more specific to his business here in South Carolina? I'm sorry, say that again. When you reference the percentage in, increase by two, well, it was just an example yeah. of, a, of a utility and the increase that they're passing out to customers to show the, these costs are becoming. I mean, changing the energy costs changing 20% in one year, that's significant on a budget. Mm -hmm. It's significant. But some, so often that can be out of sight, out of mind. Yep. For this person up at this level. That's part of our message is that, that you can become aware of these items that are impactful to your business and ultimately when food comes, you'll have some answers. Mm -hmm. We're going to arm you with answers. And that's our role while we're providing a mission critical service that you have to have anyway. You got to have it. You already have it in some way. Is it producing for you? you know, I don't know if it is. It is what it's saying. It must, I, don't know, I don't know if it is or not if it's producing. We're going to help you find out. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to build on that by these additional offers. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. I just have a takeaway off this. Specifically on the video, I, I asked him if it was too long, and the people beside me said it was too long, but I, that's the two votes. So. Do y'all think it was too long? And was there something that needed that if you had to take it out or something that didn't make sense, or if you had to take it out, what would you do? A three minute videos. It's three and a half. That's fine. Yeah. The, 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 the attention span of an adult should be more than three minutes. I wouldn't give the loss at all. Yeah. I'm going three. It was even in a short period of time. I think it all it covered good information. The information was current, which is key. The key to me is keeping that thing current. As new things roll out from Congress, that has to be continually updated so it's current stuff is, is big. Y'all, I can tell you this. Keeping that thing current, I can tell you what's going to be happening. Many, many, many bankruptcies in Europe due to energy costs. That was this year. That was this winter. That's what's going to happen. So the examples of what can happen to your business because of the, the impacts of, or the demands of energy scarcity. That's too crazy. I think they're solid phrases. The demands of energy scarcity and the building's impact on the business. I think those are phrases that we're going to want to I would say the, the other interesting part that will be an evolution, but when we present that video to truly the building owner, we're going to learn pretty quickly as to where they're at with their personal education of these issues and their filters and how it affects them. And if it's something they've even are currently, hey, you know, you're right, we're working on this, we've done this, we've done that. And so that's really, I think, going to help drive that conversation moving into the next step, which is, you know, supposed to be, I guess, the challenges and trends because that, that's a big deal. You know, that's, that pivot point, if you will, is pretty important in the direction of this discussion. I feel like this 
conversation with the role play. I feel like the, the flipbook, what we use, these flyers, I feel like the, we take this up pretty quick. And we're going to, the reason we have the dynamic dozen is we're trying to gather some insights. Okay, I gave some examples here that I just read them off to y'all of impacts on the business. We're going to want to give some examples of that, but I think pretty quickly over the next 12 months, this thing's going to be um, short of justified, real information, real exact examples. Okay? Now, in case study, this is what we've done, this is what we've done, this is what we've done. I think those are going to be even more impactful to the business. Business owners, you know, they, all this stuff that is well thought out as we all think it is. Okay? They're influenced by what are other people doing and what results are they getting. And we'll be able to show them. And that brings us up locally for us. The requirements are going to be a perfect example as a general manager. And we're coming along in London and all of a sudden we get a phone call from Andrew. And he says, hey, Scott, you realize your spots at 4% right now? I was so tired of all the other stuff. I missed it completely. That happens to business owners and building owners all the time. They get wrapped up in stuff and they miss the little details. Well, I guarantee you this was not the top of their list. And you pointed out to them, they're going to be, if they're going to lose their business right there and go, oh my gosh, I have no idea. Why is that? That was the first question I asked Andrew. Why is that? Why is that? This is, we immediately shifted gears and changed over and ended up in our spot number that month. But if nobody pointed it out to me, honestly, I probably would just. See, that's the idea of a challenge for sale, of a challenge for, we're teaching something. Teach, Taylor, take control. What I want to do, I want to teach him something. I want to bring something to his attention. Maybe reframe, help him see it a little different. That's the idea. That's what we're trying to do with this business. And don't assume you pay attention to it. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm sure you're aware of it. So, any other, any other, again, this is just the first pass. It's just to give you an idea of what the conversations will move toward. Um, any other questions, or comments, or observations for that? Yeah, I mean, I have an example, Daimler. Right now, they are, you know, Daimler has a major push from Germany to where they now have to start reporting on how many cars they've taken off the road with their energy initiatives. They are having their bonuses tied to achieving those energy reductions. And what Todd was talking about, I mean, you know, it, it's hard to kind of conceptualize, but things are going to get interesting because, you know, a commercial building, it's usual net profits on commercial buildings, 6 10%, 8% inflation. Right now, Duke, as of October 1, 18% increase in energy is coming to them October 1. You have just those two things. If somebody doesn't have capital in the back to kind of float or continue stuff, 
things are going to get interesting. And so having a reframe like that opens people's minds to, you know, right now everybody sees it. Every employee wants to come in, they want to work remote. So you have less people in buildings. You have everybody, as far as employees, are trying to get more and more money. They, you know, there's a lot of crazy shifts that things that have always been, you know, taken for granted, turning a consistent profit, are now getting, you know, shook up really hard. And new guys, I would, I would say, I mean, Todd, if you could record that and let the new guys start to like, you know, just have that mindset. That's trusted advisor to where business guys are calling you when they have business problems as opposed to like you go through the concept meeting then you, you know, sell an agreement and you get kicked down to the facilities guy because, as you said, it's always been delegated. Now there's financial reason and risk that it's like, okay, this, this needs a little bit more attention. What, what, what we have to do at is at 9 o'clock in the morning, I'm having this conversation and general manager Donner in Charlotte with a potential $330,000 agreement on the line. And at 1 o'clock, I'm having this conversation with a local hotel owner in Augusta. That's okay. good. And we got to be able to make this conversation relevant. That person at Donner, you know, that's, they're going to get that. That's their world. You're speaking their language. But it might be a Staunch conservative Republican. I don't believe in all this, you know, uh, alternative energy and wind and windmills and all this stuff. I don't believe that. That's why we put in that video, Lindsey Graham. Yeah. That's that's why he's in it. He is a well-known Southern Democrat Republican, and he said that uh, natural gas is a bridge to, to our future. We're trying to build us give you the opportunity to say, well. Hey, I kind of feel the same way. I kind of feel the butt. It doesn't matter how I feel. Because this is coming to affect you and me. And we've got to be able to take this messaging and make it hit home with the local business owner that's got a 30,000 square foot medical facility and the international you know, business owner that really is dealing with all this stuff. And they're going to want us to do the whole world, and we got to be able to keep it top. You know what I mean? So that's what we that's what we have to do. Good. That's what we have to do. Though. All right. So we'll finish up. Um, what's next on the agenda?